Hi, welcome to Dude Where's My ROI, where we host experienced marketers who are all about zero fluff and 100% ROI. On today's episode, we hang out with Vishal Purohit, founder of Cheese and Crackers, a content agency. Vishal started his career in advertising, working with clients like Tata during the telecom boom. He has seen it all, including the tariff wars. He used to work with big budgets that could translate to create an innovative experience offline. From these kind of big campaigns, he moved from the agency side on to working with niche brands directly in the space of holidays and retreats. Join us as we talk about his journey, experience, learnings, and how he worked towards building his own content agency today. His contribution in the industry has been well recognized by brands such as Adobe and World Marketing Congress. In this episode, we get a sneak peek into the world of advertising, running digital campaigns, tracking results, and much more. Let's start. How did you reach where you are? How did you make this journey happen? Because I was following your journey right from your ad days to the marketing days, then brand marketing, and now as a content producer. So how did that happen actually? So, Jeet, as you said, I started my career in advertising. was fortunate enough to handle a wide variety of brands, ranging from telecom to FMCG to banking to an account as interesting as Startup Corporate. So, got a very, very good experience firsthand with some of the uh, top advertising clients. And and what better client to start your career with than Tata? And uh, so, uh, very, very interesting three years. And also, when I was handling telecom, in advertising, that was one of the most interesting periods of telecom around 2003-2004 is when telecom was truly starting to boom in our country. Right. And also, like FMCG previously, telecom was at the forefront of all kinds of marketing innovations right. at that point in time. And we also had the luxury of huge budgets. And when you have huge budgets, you can try a lot of new things. And, and in telecom, encouraged innovation a lot. So I was very lucky to be handling a telecom account as part of advertising. After around three, three and a half years of extensive, very intense advertising experience, I got an opportunity to work with my client itself, Tata Teleservices. My counterpart there had moved on to another company and they were on the lookout for a brand manager who had the relevant experience and I sort of fitted in. Uh, I was actually going somewhere else, but then when they realized I'm moving on, they were gracious enough to ask the agency and 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 reach out to me. And even the agency was fine uh, with me going to the client side, awesome. and it just fell fell perfectly in place. I was, I was around six and a half years in telecom, and again, and those six and a half years again were one of the most intensely competitive years. Around 2007 to 2000, 2006 to 2012 is when I was in telecom, right. and very intense competition. This was the time when tariff wars had begun. Right. Uh, right. Tata had launched the non-stop mobile, then it launched a counter and then Tata launched lifetime incoming free. And, uh, and then Reliance was also in the picture, Vodafone jumped in. Very, very exciting times. And, and what was different in telecom was products specifically like tariff products were launched over what is called an intelligent network, the IN. Uh, right. So unlike FMCG, where there is a gestation period of almost four to six months before you counter a competitor's product, uh, unlike that in telecom, if competition launched something, telecom brands would uh, counter that overnight. And, yes. uh, 
and what that ensured is we developed speed agility and uh, yeah. we had to react very very swiftly yes uh, and and so that kind of set the pace even for me i would say personally for all uh, my future endeavors i mean and today more so than uh, ever before speed is of the essence even in, in terms of content production and content creation and i think my stint in tata's Uh, and even in advertising prior to that kind of set the pace for me right. uh, and it's holding me in good stead even now okay. and, uh, and 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 combine that with the massive budgets telecom afforded and we had marketing budgets to the tune of 700 800 crores on 6207 and we did all kinds of innovations we put up we put up hoardings on mountains like you have the hollywood hoarding right. mountains and that so on the pune express way we put up the tata indicom hoarding So Tata Indicom, Tata Photon, Tata Boki, Tata Docomo. These were the brands we handled, and and all kinds of crazy innovations were done, and right. uh, very very good learning experience. And and I think you touched upon Martech, and I think it was the start of us, and specifically me, working closely on creating campaigns which combine marketing and technology. Correct. If you recall, there was something called SecondLife.com, which was launched long long back. Very I remember new. something. Yeah. Ah, uh, we were wherein you had your virtual avatar, and 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 you could you could right. create your virtual avatar, and 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 we were one of the first brands to have created a virtual avatar of Tata Indicom online, and oh, nice. uh, very very exciting journey there. And uh, so after around six and a half years, is is when I moved on from telecom, and then came to a very different category called timeshare, and and I joined Club Mahindra. So okay. I was brand head and resort marketing head at Club Mahindra. and nice. uh, very very different category but no no less intense than telecom the good part club mahindra was a market leader as far as vacation ownership goes the only competition was sterling country club but club mahindra was way ahead the challenge there was different the budgets and the challenge always was to create the category because indians are always guilty about taking holidays right right that's the last thing we don't we, we're always the sorts who prefer accumulating a leave and we take pride in the fact कि मैंने 90 डेज अक्यूमुलेट कर लिए मैंने 100 डेज अक्यूमुलेट कर लिए करेक्ट वेयर इज अ फैक्ट शुड बी दैट आई मीन वी टॉक अबाउट वर्क लाइफ बैलेंस बट मोस्ट वर्किंग पीपल डोंट डोंट एक्चुअली प्रैक्टिस इट सो सो द चैलेंज इज टू क्रिएट दैट कैटेगरी फोर्स पीपल टू रियलाइज दैट इफ यू बाय अ मेंबरशिप लाइक दिस इट विल एंश्योर यू दैट यू टेक 7 डेज ऑफ हॉलिडेज एवरी एवरी ईयर विद योर फैमिली राइट आई आई डू हैव पीपल इन लाइक हु आई नो were like members hmm. and they 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 actually make it a point ki at least two or three times in a year or something they take their they take that vacation hmm. and wherein i am one of those guilty people <laughs> who actually think ki are yaar jana to chahiye but ja nahi pa raha ha so you are right you actually hit upon that uh, tune like that is the kind of category which is i would assume it's difficult to create that in india I mean, the good part is over the last few years, I guess, in the last five years or so, there has been that consciousness amongst right. people that they have to balance their work lives and 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 to make up for the guilt of not having uh, spent enough time with their families. A membership right. like this serves the purpose, and sure. and to that extent, it's been easy, slightly easy as compared to before. But but it was a different challenge. Budgets, of course, were nowhere close to to what they used to be in telecom. so it was a very different challenge for me personally because from a place where you have 600 700 crores of marketing budget you come to a manager brand which is on a higher side 60 crores of marketing budget okay 
you know, and and fifty percent of it goes into digital. Uh, right. So a very a very interesting challenge, and and I think therein uh, in my head lay the seeds of 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 me beginning to think of starting something like I have now, because right. the fact remained that with the proliferation of uh, smartphones and data and with geo coming in, more and more people were spending uh, more and more time than ever before on the small screen. Sure. And and you had to be present there. And so, unlike in the past, you can't just create one or two TVCs and and sit easy. Video content is clearly uh, the norm of the day, and and you have to create literally multiple pieces of content every week across various uh, platforms. I mean, social media itself is an animal. on its own which has multiple legs uh, even within social media it's not a one size fits all any and and the challenge that and like club mahindra posed uh, to someone like me as a professional to create content high quality content at reasonable costs and and somewhere down the line i think around 2015 or so i realized that there aren't enough options out there in the market uh, right who can manage of course there are advertising agencies but they aren't able to move as swiftly and create content a high quality content at the pace and at the costs that is viable for clients right uh, and of course there are production houses and digital agencies who possibly don't have that kind of brand experience needed because it's not just about creating content in truckloads it also there has to be a story the basics don't change your brand promise your brand essence still remains the same and and these production houses and agencies cannot possibly while they can create content they can't possibly always create content which is relevant to the brand it's not just about and i felt therein possibly lay a gap in the market right. with someone like me to fill in with someone who has the relevant brand experience and if right. i can combine that with high quality content creation i thought there was possibly a lacuna that my organization could fill and with that in mind around 2017 is when i started cheese and crackers Awesome. And and I guess it was a good decision. We we hit the ground running from the first month itself. We we got a chance to work for brands as diverse as Club Mahindra, of course, and Act Two Popcorn, Emerson, Thomas Cook, SOTC, Fevicol, ACC Cement, uh, and and so on and so Killer, uh, Lawman. So, so we worked across hospitality, fashion, finance, FMCG. We've we've been successful. in creating uh, a wide variety of content also one right. of my values was that as a company we wouldn't want to be bracketed into a production house which possibly just creates digital films or only creates television commercials or only creates corporate avs because consumers today don't see these individual pieces of content like marketers do right a consumer receives a good morning video first thing <laughs> when he opens his whatsapp can <laughs> during during the course of the day he gets a wide variety of video content across various whatsapp groups which could which could range from political news which could range from news which could be fake or original which which ranges from jokes which ranges from memes which ra- which ranges from the prime minister's speeches to his favorite actors dialogue mashups so i don't think consumer is watching any content now in terms of that my tvc dekh raha hu ya main digital film dekh raha hu he is watching video content he is being exposed to tons of content throughout the day and i think it's 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 time 
brands also stop viewing viewing content within these buckets and and i think we've been we've been lucky enough to break those barriers and and create content which doesn't or which can't be boxed into these segments last i heard you were talking about the need for brands and where the consumers are actually facing a lot of they are bombarded by a lot of content like ranging all the way from news memes everything so yeah so you were saying about that and so my point is that brands also uh, right. need to start putting themselves in the consumer shoes and right. start doing uh, content like consumers do and not like this is a tvc this is a digital film because it doesn't matter uh yeah. people are consuming even multiple screens together while they are listening to news on television they are watching a match on hotstar yeah. and on their ipad and possibly uh, chatting with someone on whatsapp doing all three at at the same time right uh, for a fact that even when people are in meetings they are accessing their emails on their laptop and their whatsapp on their phones sure so, uh, the the multiple screen phenomena works throughout the day at no point in time during the day are they not accessing multiple screens right and and so they have not boxed what they see in terms of content what they consume in terms of content in in these boxes like marketers have done in the past and and right. and, and that itself is a big change in terms of content consumption and therefore right. content creation also needs to take uh, cognizance of these changes and possibly alter how they right. create content and therefore the need to create multiple pieces of content as well what about what about like when you are saying brand should understand the way content is being consumed by their clients at the same time i as a brand i'm always asking dude where's my roi in creating let's say a meme based content hmm. or in creating content which does not look like my brand stamp on it or something hmm. you know? so how do you overcome that challenge so clearly i mean by when when you're creating multiple pieces of content it's fairly clear that you're also using a lot more digital than ever before right and digital affords you the opportunity to measure content far more accurately than you've ever been able to now uh, even your brand awareness scores can be measured online right uh, you can right. check your brand health scores online also i mean it's something as simple as brands using an influencer sure create you have the chance to create specific codes for every specific influencer that you've used right. as right. right now now whether that is a discount code whether that's a landing page whether it's a hashtag campaign that you've done uh, with an influencer right there are multiple me- metrics ranging from brand health scores to brand engagement scores to to click throughs on the link that you've created to discount codes utilized to conversions i mean you can track it down to the last detail and the the good part with digital is that you can experiment i mean even with influencers it's always a trial and error before which you can arrive at a point where you're fairly sure of which way to navigate in terms of what kind of influencers to hire for your brand but right. the fact remains that you at least know i mean we we used to keep hearing that 50% of advertising is waste but we don't know which 50% but now we do and now we do which 50% is going waste because uh, you can measure and correct yourself right uh, I, i mean even something as simple as email marketing we used to club mahindra used to utilize email marketing a lot even for its own members we used to send out emails to our members begging them to book a holiday in a certain region depending on which region had more rooms 
Right. You know, typically, a, resort, a place like Goa is always full. Munnar is always full. Right. But we had resorts in places like Kakumbal, Ashtamudi, where there were rooms vacant which were possibly as beautiful as uh, a Goa or a Kurk or a Munnar or even more. Right. But but people in their heads had decided that these three are the locations we want to go to. And we used to reshape this demand. Now, before they used to ask us for a booking in Goa or Kurg or Munnar, we used to send them emailers inviting them and creating the sizzle around destinations like Kumbalgarh, Kanha, Ashtamudi and get right. them to go to these resorts. And now these emails were tracked down right up to from the open rates to the click rates to the actual bookings made both in terms of emails and in terms of SMSs sent. And we were fairly successful in reshaping that demand. And when when people used to book uh, their holidays in places like Ashtamudi, Kanha, and Kumbalgarh, and they're fairly delighted because they weren't expecting as much from these destinations. Right. We could serve two purposes. We could divert some of the demand to these places and a whole new set right. of customers could actually also go to Goa, Virajpet, Munnar, or Kurgaur, Munnar, which were anyways high, uh, high traffic destinations. So what it did, it, it resulted in higher engagement scores or, or higher consumer happiness scores from our members. It helped us in creating uh, these new destinations and more revenues from these new destinations. And and happy customers led to more referrals. 40% of Club Mindra's customers used to come from referrals. And this helped us generate more referrals. Wow. So there are every everything you do. So, yeah, go ahead. So I wanted to ask you, like, over the years, how have you seen MarTech evolve? You gave a very nice example, like how actually you can connect it with the actual customer engagement and all these open rates and everything. But in the start, during your telecom days also, let's say if you were to see how digital marketing or MarTech was being used versus today, how have you seen it evolve? I think at every step of the funnel, there is a lot more there is a lot more data that we have than we have ever had before i think crm systems are very fairly advanced today i mean just to give you the example of club mindra we used to when i used to work at club mindra we used to generate lakhs of leads every month through digital campaigns through offline campaigns and all these leads would then go and sit at the individual branches now over the years what has happened is each of those leads have to be keyed and entered into a system. Each of those leads are tracked at every uh, point in the funnel. So how many leads the call center is able to reach to how many leads have actually resulted in an appointment? Right. How many appointments have actually materialized into met appointments met? Correct. How many many appointments have then finally met have converted? And at every stage of the funnel, you're able to link it back to the platform where the lead came from. Whether right. it came from digital, whether it came from a mall, whether it came from a petrol pump, whether it came from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whether it came from a YouTube ad, we could right. actually uh, put separate links for each YouTube and and actually figure out which piece of content gave us which lead. Whether right. it came from an email sent out, whether it came from an SMS blast. Right. And what that did that it, we we would obviously know at every point in the funnel which platform is more effective 
in terms of conversion. Perfect. Uh, our website itself, just imagine the kind of website analytics that exists today. Right from how many unique visitors are coming onto the website every day to how much time are they spending on the website to which part of the website they're spending the maximum time right. to how many uh, conversions are happening both from a member perspective if someone's come onto the website and booked a holiday or from the prospect perspective if, if, a, unique, if a unique customer has come and eventually sent a query and purchased a membership. So right. uh, even the website today gives you tons of data. I think data analytics and CRM systems have seen a huge jump. I mean, at least from the time I started working to where we are today. Right. The key here is obviously not get overwhelmed by all the data. We obviously have more data than we've ever had before. Right. Data analytics agencies have a huge role to play. We used to work with C-Equity and they used to help us crunch all the data and derive meaning from it. We used to, you know, hold monthly reviews with them. And right. understand, uh, even in terms of our members, how many members, how many new members have holidayed? How many old members have holidayed? How right. many old members haven't holidayed in the past 12 months? How many of those members who have holidayed in the last year haven't holidayed this year? Right. Those, those kind of questions, those, that granularity in terms of data analysis is something that is phenomenal. Today, again, since I worked there and since we're talking about Club Mahindra, if a member is about to go on a holiday or he's booked a holiday, hmm. we know the exact spends they have done at the resort on their last five holidays. If someone has booked a spa at least three or four times in the last five holidays, we can send them an offer for a spa. That you want, you've booked a holiday, would you want to book a spa right now? You get 50% off. Wow. Or do you want to book all your meals right now? You get 50% off. So right. the kind of offers that you can create at the resort are so much more dynamic now. Because you have access to so much more data. Right, right. And, and and it's a good thing you you brought up the question of the ROI because it's important. I think content marketing is the buzzword. Everybody likes to talk about content creation. I think, but somewhere it's also critical uh, that the metrics are always spoken of. Right. And, and uh, uh, so when I spoke about the website, when I spoke about the email marketing, when I spoke about uh, the lead funnel. Right. The idea was to bring alive that you can measure even the content that you create or multiple pieces of content that you create at every level of the sales funnel. Right. It is possible because of CRM systems. It is possible because of technology. But most critically, don't get overwhelmed by data. Perfect. I know how to use it. I know how to use it well. And uh, and keep 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 improving on the mediums of advertising and the content that you create. Awesome. So there are two questions which have come in right now. Sure. Madhu wants to understand that so much data around how are companies and teams making sense of these things and how do companies know which data is good and which data is bad? I think to answer Madhu's question, the first part of his question is how do they make sense of so much data? I think data analytics is playing a huge role in marketing. Right. Uh, I think every marketing team, every marketing team needs to have a senior data analyst in his team, if not just an analyst, uh, data analyst, at least if the amount of data involved is huge, and at least around a team of four to five people who, who manage and make sense of data. Okay, right. they need to be fairly comfortable with numbers. And they also need to be, I'd say, business development guys. Because if they can't make sense of how to use that data to drive revenue and growth, and if they're just crunching numbers, then it doesn't make sense. 
sure. because from this data they should be in a position to not just correct the anomalies in in marketing and product but they should also be able to develop new products product marketing should be a part of their portfolio right uh, given the data at their disposal they should ob- always be on the lookout of how to create new products which may make more sense to existing customer or new product lines which can get a new set of customers so that's one two what i'd like to say to madhu is that and which is where uh, a data analytics agency like a c equity comes into the picture you right. have to, you have to partner with analytics agencies who can help you manage your way through the big data numbers so so that's the first part of the question how do companies know which data is good and which data is bad data which can help you drive revenue is good data so dude where's my roi is the is a theme of of the discussion and and the only data that is good is is the one which which can help you improve your uh, campaigns which can help you drive better performance in your campaigns which can help you create newer and better products and which can help you get more customers that is the only data that is good i think it is important i'd like to say to madhu is that to define the metrics before right. uh, because as i said there, there's always a worry of you getting lost in this entire clamor around data big data i think you should be clear what are you chasing if you can define as a business what are your what are the key metrics that you want to drive from right. this perspective i think that will make your job much easier in terms of what data to track now right. again let me give you an example of a brand like club mahindra given the covid situation and given the fact that it will be a while before they can actually go and meet people and try to get a lot of leads offline it's fairly clear they need to get more and more leads out of digital and then try to convert them over video calls right right so they have around 15 to 18% of the sales coming from digital now if they were to define as a business that we need to take the sales up to 30 35% from around 18 it's fairly clear which metrics you need to track hmm. what are the lead sources on digital which are the ones that convert help you convert the most where is it that the lead drop off is the most right so and and what kinds of content are getting you better leads as against the kind of contents pieces which are not getting you enough leads i think once you define that for your is your website truly optimized from an seo perspective are there any improvements you can do there so your business goals will will define which data you much must pursue so i think defining that is fairly critical okay um, one thing what i wanted to understand is are there any martech tools that you you use day to day and what can you recommend to us and our audience so personally to be honest as being a content production house we we don't have the necessity to use a lot of a lot of a lot of tools but we use tools which help us in our content creation and in our content management right so uh, the ones we use in terms of creation is we run our own youtube channels so some of the tools that help us understand so apart from season crackers creating content for brand we also run to personal youtube channels of our own so tube buddy is something we use a lot to understand youtube analytics how to how to create better thumbnails how to use better keywords what are the nice. kind of descriptions that can get us more views uh, we use canva which is very good for creating youtube thumbnails which is very useful for customized content the same piece of content for facebook twitter insta youtube right and so on and so forth so canva is something we use a lot of of course we are always on the lookout to see how we can manage our content so we've created almost 800000 films a year for our brands 
Uh, most of our brands keep coming back to us for fresher pieces of content and sometimes to recycle previous content. So one of the biggest headaches we have is to how to manage the previous. Of course, we have the hardware to do that, but somewhere you also need all this on a cloud. Right. Uh, Google Drive can only do that up to a certain extent, but we're also always on the lookout in terms of software, cloud computing software that can help us manage all these films that we create for our clients. Okay. So, the, so broadly, this is the kind of MarTech tools that we as a production house use a lot. Right. Any idea on video analytics? Like Netflix has this series and Black Mirror. And in Black Mirror, they have one episode which was known as Bandit Snatch. Now, this was an episode which was having these different story points. Hmm. And you could actually interactively choose the way where your protagonist is going to go. So multiple story points and you can click, click, click. And that gives a lot of data. And have you seen something on those lines? Because there, we are, have... there are advertising campaigns which have had multiple endings. Right. Uh, and YouTube has used that uh, very effectively. You can actually decide which ending you want for that particular ad. And right. it will take you to that ending. Right. right. Uh, so that's, that's something which is very commonly used by brands. See the YouTube, uh, we, we do a lot of YouTube analytics personally we use youtube creator studio a lot and kind of in-depth analysis that creator studio gives is fairly phenomenal right from what time your audience is available online or what time it consumes uh, your content to which country it has been consumed on to the gender uh, your demographic data average watch time what time they drop off so as creators of content youtube creator studio works perfectly for us i mean we get all the data that that we need and that combined with TubeBuddy is is something that helps us learn a lot about the kind of content we create, what's working, what's not working. Yeah, sure. So tell me about in your this career, which is one part, one campaign, or you know, when where you had a eureka moment and you were actually surprised by what you guys would have achieved, or you understood some insight and which just blew your mind out. As in a campaign we created. Uh, this can be something in your career. Yeah. So we created a campaign for Tata Indicom Walkie, which was the home phone. Okay. And uh, okay. the the brand promise was Gharka phone. That everybody has a phone, but this is phone. Hai, ye ghar ka phone. Hai. And, right. um, and that did very well for us. I think the brand health scores increased dramatically after the campaign we did. We extended the thought of Gharka phone to the digital platforms as well. Our, our numbers, our metrics in terms of appointments and conversions increased dramatically after nice. the campaign. Tata Walkie was, was the number one wireless home phone in the category. Uh, I'm sure you would have heard of Walkie. No phone, yeah. no home phone came even close to it. In fact, it beat BSNL and MTNL also. So this was this wireless uh, landline which you could take anywhere. Right. Certain uh, range and it had features like SMS. Oh, it okay. had multiple ringtones. So even the product was fairly good and innovative for those times. Uh, there was right. also a cordless walkie which you could take anywhere. You could even play games on the walkie. So it was fairly innovative for those times. And uh, we had a very lovely emotional campaign. The film was directed by... Uh, Prasoon Pandey and uh, it did very well for us a campaign very close to my heart not because it was a good film or a good campaign because it got us the numbers okay and how about a campaign which is which you must have seen and you felt inspired by I think one campaign which stands out for me when I when I look at brands all around is HDFC Life Sarutha Kijio right uh, uh, reason being a 
for a category which always played on fear hdfc life was one of the first insurance brands to to dial up the self respect factor right right uh, a life insurance is needed not just in case something happens to you right uh, but a life insurance is is needed so that uh, you can continue to uh, live the life as you used to when you were working and and are not dependent on anyone uh, okay. more so even at that uh, age and stage of your life your children can possibly be dependent on you but not vice versa so they dialed up self respect and uh, the reason i also like that campaign is because it was wasn't a one off campaign they continued right. uh, in fact saru thakur ji was a theme which has been running now for almost 15 years uh, in a right. day and age where campaigns change so quick and fast patience level right. for brands are so low cmos come and go and every new cmo who comes in wants to you know change something to suit his right. liking i think hdfc life has done a very good job of staying true to their brand promise also they have extended their brand promise it's not just sarutha ki jio is not something merely on tv it's not just a mere tagline it's something they live by in every piece of communication they do in every brand extension activity they do you see their activities digitally you see their offline experiential activities they've always lived by this credo of sarutha ki jio right see i've always also believed in one thing that if a brand has to build upon a brand promise it begins at home that's very that's very critical and uh, i know for a fact because i've had friends working there sarutake ji is something they've lived by even internally they've right. ensured that they've that they've seeded this thought internally it's been bought internally because once your employees are sold on your brand promise selling it to the outside world is is fairly simple right and they are the ones who are talking to the clients day in day out yes yes definitely uh, and uh, and and it's something i have also always believed in we've some something we've practiced a lot even in club mahindra when we launched a new brand campaign in 2013 brand promise was make every moment magical and right. every every was the keyword and because the club mahindra operates at multiple levels they sell they generate leads in malls petrol pumps online right they meet customers in malls in their in their retail stores they sell right. the memberships there then the customer relationship exec- executive takes over they onboard the new member right book their holiday and then they go to the resort typically sure. what tends to happen is the the experience at the resort is magical but it it never seems to mirror the experience at the resort is not mirrored at every touch point and which right. is why I make every moment magical and, and and our point was it starts from the organization but we must make every moment of the employee also magical to start with Nice. And, and I remember when we had launched this campaign, one of the things we did was in many organizations. I mean, your appraisals are done by May, June, and by the time your increments and bonuses are credited, it is almost July, August. I remember during that year we uh, got all these things credited on the first of April. Wow! And 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 that was a magical experience. So it starts from there. Make every moment manage magical. Cannot just be a brand credo. It has right. it has to be an internal organization credo. once it's bought internally you can see the magic that starts to happen and and which is why i've loved uh, the hdfc life sir uthake jio as a marketing campaign because it's a marketing campaign it's not a tv tagline right right awesome so if there was one word for marketing what would that be according to you trust okay awesome can you expand on that the choices that i have as a customer today right innumerable phenomenal number of choices yes uh, the pampering i get as a customer today is something that my mother would pamper me like 
my credit cards shower me with points right my even my local ice cream parlor yeah. uh, even even an apsara ice cream parlor gives me a free ice cream every three or four times i buy from him okay you know uh, every one even a departmental store is running a loyalty program i order 10 times from swiggy they'll give me two meals free definitely so if you're talking about me as a customer i'm highly pampered very 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 pampered and it's i mean all of us are fairly pampered as customers right why is there any reason that i should stick to one brand as against the other there is no reason whatsoever choices phenomenal pampering done by everyone everyone is out there marketing i am bombarded with messages every second definitely if i merely count the number of happy birthday wishes i get on my smss and emails combined together i'll feel like i am the most favorite person <laughs> in my in my social network right and the number of offers i get on my birthday <laughs> so despite that if i have to stick to a certain brand right See, let's be honest acquiring a new customer is clearly much much more difficult and much much more expensive as against getting an existing one yeah definitely and why will i be able to retain an existing customer because that bond of trust remains and sure. uh, if i am and the reason i mentioned trust because your question was define it in one word so today more than ever before deficit in terms of trust is higher than ever before right and so if brand can continue to inspire trust in its uh, customers it has won the battle i mean just look at telecom no i can change my telecom network without changing my number in the right. at the press of a button isn't it right but just imagine the customer lifetime value that i bring to the table is lost it's not about just getting that new customer Uh, the kind of average revenue per unit of the arpus as as the terminology exists in telecom that i give them will be difficult for them to get from another new customer now sure sure makes sense i so I, i i totally agree with that and i really love that expression especially because you're putting yourself in the shoes of the customer versus thinking of it as a marketer which which makes a whole lot of sense in terms of this like i think we are more or less at the end of our questions i would like to just understand a few things like what's happening with cheese and crackers where are you going right now you guys made some awesome content during the lockdown also can you can you talk about that one of the biggest challenges uh, for us during the lockdown especially in the early part of the lockdown right. was that obviously we could not shoot any fresh content definitely till around july there were no shoots allowed right at least not in maharashtra yeah and uh, the the challenge was how to how to get or how to continue to create content for our own youtube channels and for brands we work with without shooting so obviously we used a lot of past footage that we had shot for brands we used a lot of stock footage of course logistically it was a nightmare getting our editing machines reached out to our editors offices our homes right. so that's something we managed to do and there were a lot of newer smaller clients also who joined the bandwagon of course we were all obviously serving a lot of big clients but there were a lot of new small clients that wanted to work with us because while there was a lockdown even they wanted to continue doing stuff because everyone was worried out of sight would mean completely out of mind correct correct so even smaller brands like a turakya optics which is a leading optician store in mumbai and alliance estate which is a real estate consultancy brand they reached out to us they wanted us to create content for them 
So when the office opened its store, they wanted to show how safe it was to buy sunglasses and glasses for them because they had these safety measures in place. How Alliance Estate wanted to show that you can come and take a tour of, of a big office because we're we're doing these safe office tours. You can. They had big corporate clients, so so these kind of small clients also came in. They were obviously big clients like Rustamji, Gozesh Properties, Club Mahindra. We were continuing to create content for using either footage shot in the past or using stock footage. Right. The good part it also gave us. through new challenges at us which which meant that writing scripts and stories became even more important because visually we didn't have much to show we had to play around with those right. stories that we were creating so right. script writing became very important and so we focused a lot a lot on that then somewhere in june end and july when we could shoot at least till august we could do remote shoots so that was another challenge getting our director to explain so we had to shoot in in we had to shoot a safety film for club mind we had to show what safety measures they they've incorporated at the resort so that right. guests feel safe because resorts were started to open in august and it was a challenge shooting remotely giving instructions to a local cinematographer in terms of how to shoot what to shoot then right. for him to upload the footage online then to get the editor to download it edit it and then again send it back to the client so that was challenge number 2 remote shoots and then the the final uh, challenge was to actually go out and shoot once shoots were allowed right uh, again low uh, small crews we were shooting with crew sizes of two people three people four people because not many people were allowed right and it was a challenge i mean from an executive producer occasionally you would also got to do the job for spot boy and carry the camera along with your director and cinematographer right. uh, even that just four or five people were allowed and yet to manage to pull out decent looking content okay from from a crew size of 10 15 to now managing to just with four people right. it is fairly difficult but the good part we managed to create content as good as we would have in terms of at least visually as we would uh, create using 15 people perfect so obviously it opens up new realities it it really tells us that if we are pushed that is also possible also in the new normal we have to accept that clients don't have those kinds of marketing budgets and even though uh, uh, cheese and crackers usp as a brand is to create content at very very competitive prices even those prices are being now stretched okay. because clients don't have those kind of budgets anymore and 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 they are looking up to us they are looking up to us to help them get back on track uh, in terms of creating content at much lower prices than even before and and we were already operating at very low margins right so so creating content at margins even lower than what we used to has been very very tough planning has uh, our planning effort has increased dramatically because obviously if you have to create a content of the same quality at a much lower price with much lesser people and and much lesser infrastructure your planning has to be has to be top notch right. and that that has has intensified the pre planning process perfect that's 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 been a major challenge so yeah we're grappling with these challenges but i believe this is how it's going to be at least for the next year and a half i okay. i i'm not seeing things improving at least or things starting full fledged at least uh, before 5 to 6 months from now and it's not as if offices when once they open are are going to start spending money from day one uh it's going to take a lot of time so it's a challenge all of us have to live up to i also feel very proud of the team i think we've done a phenomenal job during the lockdown we managed to almost either shoot or edit or create three 400 films during the lockdown also and uh, 
we are very proud of what we've achieved during the lockdown. It's pushed us. We've, I think, we've, I think, stood up to the challenge. We've lived up to the challenge. We've, we've learned a lot, and and I think which is what has, I guess, helped Cheese and Crackers keep the ball rolling, continue to work as hard as we used to even before, and continue to get good work. Awesome. So. I think with this, uh, we are at the end of our show. So what what I kind of understood about this whole journey is uh, experience basically across the whole different kind of sections like advertising, marketing, brand, as well as now into content has made you the kind of a team which is coming up in the new normal also and they are facing these challenges. Because I can't imagine 300 to 400 films being edited in this time. Like it's crazy for that to happen. Thanks a lot. For joining us today and it was great talking to you Vishal. I really appreciate the time you're spending with us and would really like to get connected with you later. So thanks a lot guys. Thanks a lot Vishal. Cheers and I wish you all the best for the future. With this we come to an end of another episode of Dude Where's My ROI. In the next episode we are going to get someone who has started off in sales and worked with consumer brands and then moved into digital marketing and finally working with Freshworks into brand marketing. We are going to talk to Abhishek GP as he sheds light on inbound marketing, account-based marketing, including the difference between demand generation and lead generation. If you love content, martech and marketing, you are in for a ride in our next episode. Tune in to our next episode where we ask Abhishek, dude, where's my ROI?